0: doing today
1: i'm doing good all things considered i mean we're in a a post-apocalyptic wasteland now it seems
0: <laughs> yeah the world is falling apart around us it's far
1: yeah. more exciting than i would have thought yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah well we we discovered on twitter uh quarantine games today
2: mm-hmm. yeah things are really fun on twitter yeah people- I gotta say the internet has well, really picked up its game during this quarantine.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are getting very creative with what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We watched a video of a man uh, playing tic-tac-toe with a turtle.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. one very easily.
0: Yeah. James, are you playing tic-tac-toe with your spiders? I knew
1: that was coming. <laughs> 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 oh, man, no, but maybe rock, paper, scissors. That'd be fun.
0: That would be really fun. That'd be really fun. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean... Welcome to the wow, 13th. there's a lot of things I know. going on. I'm sorry, I, I was just looking around the house and I was thinking of spiders. Uh, welcome to the Thirteenth Floor Podcast listener. We hope that you are healthy and well wherever you are. Mm-hmm. You yeah. haven't caught the Corona crud. But uh, yeah, this is Thirteenth Floor Podcast, where we like to talk about things that are weird and strange, and today we are talking about cults.
3: Yeah. yeah. Cults. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: All right. What's our icebreaker, Alex?
2: Uh, The icebreaker is.
0: I've got one. I've got one with the uh, the spirit of the coronavirus and all of the jazzy jazz that's going on with it. I want to know, you guys, if you're if you have to do a self quarantine, what do you think that you're going to spend your time doing?
2: Um. Uh, well, I'll spend my time working.
0: Just working.
2: Well, that, I mean, pretty much. My my job is pretty busy right now. And I don't get to stop because everybody else does.
0: Yeah, Alex is, his, you've been really busy at work. Cause everyone's refinancing their house right now. So mm-hmm. Alex has been, he's got paperwork up to his eyeballs. Yeah,
2: it's booming. So I would like to think I would sit down and like improve myself, but I don't have time.
0: Also, if you want to refinance your home, give Alex a call. Hi. I mean, I'm still going to be working too. Fortunately, my work has slowed down a little bit. And I have a feeling that they're going to close down the daycare soon. So I'm probably going to have a little kid with me. Pretty mm. soon, but I bought a whole bunch of arts and crafts and so I might try to paint something and then my big goal is to try and finish a screenplay. Mm. Bitch, nice. That's my that's my goal. James, what about you? Uh
1: yeah, that's that's probably my big one is, is getting a lot more writing done and maybe learn another language. That'd be nice. But I'm probably just gonna play Hollow Knight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> James has been Playing, playing the video games.
1: Yeah,
2: I would like to read more if I could, but I, I, I'm I'm like the one of the few people having the opposite. I'm like the toilet paper company. I'm having the opposite effect of everybody else. I'm booming right now.
3: Yep. Mm. Yep. It's nuts.
1: Interesting.
2: I have nightmares. I sw- I sweat myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Alex doesn't usually have dreams per our last episode, but now he's waking up in a in a sweat.
2: I just dream of loans falling on top of me and crushing me underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And the <laughs> uh, last thing I say is cash out, refi or rate and term. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, you
2: guys. Wow.
0: So, that is our icebreaker today. Are you guys ready to talk about cults?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Who who's starting us off today?
2: I think mine and Cece's are a little similar. Actually, <laughs> I don't think they're similar at all cuz they have way different uh paths. Huh. I think mine's more funny. What? And yours is like
0: mine is like serious, legit. It's crazy balls.
2: Mine's not like hilarious, but mine's pretty interesting. Just,
1: so, you have a funny cult story?
2: Yeah, they're bizarre.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. yeah, let's start with you, Alex. I'm dying not know now. <laughs> Didn't, oh, okay. The so thing is, the funny cult. people
2: you you want to take them on a roller coaster where they're like laughing at first and then like it takes like a darker
1: turn. Exactly. Yeah, it's it, our okay. our show's like tuna. You start with the lighter fare and then you get darker as you go along.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's that's the new description of the 13th Floor Podcast.
3: <laughs> it's like tuna. <laughs>
0: it's like tuna. Before you get started, Alex, though, I do want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast and for leaving your beautiful reviews. We've gotten some new reviews this past week, which we always really appreciate hearing yeah. from our listeners, and yeah. we've gotten a lot of new topic suggestions. So shout out to everybody who's given us a topic. We can't wait to drop from the vase. If you want to send us a topic, by all means do it. You can send them to me on Instagram, the 13th Floor Podcast. Instagram is at 13th Floor Podcast. Or you can send it to James. So James manages the 13th Floor Facebook. Yeah. So, Alex, let's get started on cults.
2: All right. I want to talk about – I want to ask James because he knows everything. Have you heard about the universe people? Universe people. Oh, good.
1: Not ringing a bell. Okay,
2: so my cult, I decided to pick based on something very prevalent in this day and age. And a reasonable aspect to base a decision on. Their website.
3: <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> and their website is called angels-heaven.org. And I really encourage people to check out this website. Like, I mean, it's something else.
3: Here,
0: wait a minute, wait <laughs> a minute, can you listen, listen? Do you hear Oh, James is typing on his computer oh. right now. Where I swear to
3: God I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh.
0: I am, though. Good Lord, I need to look this uh, up. No,
2: I'm getting ready to show you.
3: Okay, okay. I
2: mean, <laughs> it's something else. It's like this Technicolor <laughs> fever dream. So, I'm going to give our listeners a second. This is uh, angels-heaven.org. I'll give you a second to look it up. Only no, if you're not driving. To.
3: If, right. you're driving, if you're driving, whoa. hold up your phone.
2: There's no one else on the road right now. There's cr- it's coronavirus season.
0: You know that's true. When I was out driving earlier, it was like an <laughs> apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah.
2: So yeah, feel free to drive with your phone.
0: In no, your head. do not. Is, <laughs> no, we are not encouraging people to drive with their phones. You put your phone down, sir yeah. or ma'am.
2: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> now that we've all looked at this website. And we're on the same FBI watch list together. Good Lord.
1: Now we can proceed. (laughs) Oh, my. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I won't say anything yet, but seeing some familiar faces.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So, the universe, people, is actually... Uh, When do y'all think this thing would have started? Looking at this website, when do you think this thing would have
1: started? 1994.
0: (laughs) I was going to say 1995.
2: Man, see, looking at this website, I would have been like, that's when the website was created, but this is like an old, like uh, a hippy-dippy type of thing that Uh. probably started back in the 70s or something. But y'all are actually pretty close to being right. Uh, Hmm. The cult really got started in 1997. Hmm. And it was started by this Czech man named Ivo A. Ivo A. Benda, or as I call him, Ivana Bender. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Alright. (laughs) Alright. He
2: he created this cult idea that there was like an oncoming cosmic catastrophe, and with the help of the aliens above, they can be rescued and sent to another dimension for safety. Mm -hmm. Now, while these were some of the original beliefs, things have kind of shifted over the years. Now, the universe people believe that they are harbingers of the defense against, wait for it, the Saurians. Uh. Or
0: the lizard people. The
3: lizard, people.
2: lizard yeah. people. Oh. Yeah. Okay. These are consider, considered negative entities, which unsurprisingly, since they feed off negative emotions and that type of thing.
0: Yeah, if you listen to our first episode, you know all about them.
2: Yeah, we really got into this one. But it's their negative influence in the world that they're, like, really concerned about. One of the biggest steps they've taken to protect us from the evil Saurians is to send some pamphlets and CDs and some other materials to a Slovakian government in an attempt to get their attention. The problem? Well, (laughs) the Slovakian government said there's a strange substance in some of the materials. So, the entire place was shut down and evacuated because they thought they were under attack
0: for the so they got this pamphlet that was like covered was it like a goo or a
2: well it's, they don't really no one's actually really said anything much else about it, but it turned out to be nothing because the government went back in and you know no one after actually chased after these people and so they kind of got written off as crazy. What a shocker <laughs> and then Ivo uh, Benda went on TV and said. If you're attacked by a lizard man from an outer world, the Ministry of Defense should defend the people, shouldn't it? Or do you consider those lizard people your friends?
1: Fair point. What? Yeah, you're yeah. either with us or against us. <laughs> that's right,
2: exactly. So yeah, that's kind of what you would expect from a UFO cult so far. I think you know. Honestly, the strange thing is about the strangest thing is about those people is probably the website, which is just bizarre. What about what about the aliens? Well, apparently they're like these Ashtar Galactic Command is what they're called, and they're always orbiting Earth, evaluating the good deeds of their followers. But when the when the, and when the time comes, zip zap zoom.
1: Zip zap zoom! Why are you a Hanna Barbera cartoon? Yeah,
0: that's, yeah. A, that's a true in the Magic Kingdom reference <laughs> if
3: I've ever heard it. Mm. So,
2: zip zap zoom, there you go into another dimension, safely away from all the dangers of the world. Now, they also believe in Christianity, in a way. Right, they believe Jesus. I don't
3: remember this from the Bible.
2: (laughs) Jesus was. They believe that Jesus was a fine vibrations being, as they call them. So
0: he was like the opposite of a lizard person.
2: Yes, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, So that's kind of weird. But they also Mm -hmm. seem to believe that, as their website states, and one of their scrolling messages at the top that they're really not into chipping. And what I mean by that is that they're really big proponents of not putting microchips in your bodies. Mm.
3: Okay. And
2: I think, you know, that's pretty reasonable. But that's yeah, not crazy. I think they mm. believe that because this is the Saurians' endgame. We know that mm. the Saurians want to take over the world, right?
0: So it's like they just want to put the chip in us yeah. and then control us. Yeah, so mm. they're
2: very against complicit microchipping. Mm. And unsurprisingly, uh, from a group that doesn't, uh that's paranoid about microchipping already they in general just kind of hate technology and they think it's oppressive and of course that is until you know they use it they use technology to get their message out there
0: their website then
2: the website is good and then being on tv and interacting with journalists and it's a good thing but media bad unless i'm in it Mm. (laughs) so
0: i'm on it what do they think about microchipping dogs Is that also bad?
1: Mm. Well, you know, I was raised in a dispensationalist uh, environment, and it was the same attitude. Like, if you got a microchip, you know, the Antichrist was going to control you.
3: Mm.
1: True (laughs) story. Well, we'll
2: have to ask uh, (coughs) Louise about the Antichrist. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh... <laughs> Louise is our
0: dog, by the way. I wanna... if, you're, if you're a new listener, if this is the first episode oh. that you're listening to, Louise is our dog.
2: Yeah, and I just want to kind of briefly mention a couple other odd beliefs that they have. Okay. Most likely because they probably believe they're oppressive in some way. One is that they hate copyright.
0: They hate copyright? That
2: they hate copyright. Mm. Because I think, I think they look at it as those aren't free ideas anymore, right? Mm. Those are constricted ideas that are no longer being shared, so they don't believe in that. And they also think that money just shouldn't be a thing.
0: Well, how okay. How do they, do they have like an alternative?
2: No, they just don't think money should be a thing. Well, see, these are people that don't believe in copyright and don't believe in money, so clearly they don't believe in like any sort of commerce. Right. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. James, you'd be out of the job. <laughs> <laughs> Part of this group,
1: I think everyone would be out of a job if you didn't get technical. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah.
2: it seems like uh, most of the opponents to this seem to be very vehement that uh, that their leader Ivana Bender. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they all seem to think that he's a little mentally unstable, and he, they also many of them seem to believe that a lot of the higher ups in this cult are mentally unstable which is interesting. But I did watch a little bit of an interview with him before we got on here, just to kind of... There was not a lot of literature, really, on how he met with these beings originally. And mm-hmm. so he, he actually talked about that, and he talked about how the way he first interacted with these beings was after he read a book in 1992 <laughs> about, about 50 encounters with aliens uh, from 50 different people. And so he read this book, and then... He went around and, like, really investigated it and really bought into it. And then suddenly in 1997, he's writing. And in his heart chakra, he felt an alien presence. And he connected with them up in space, a cosmic being. And they began communicating via, via writing. He was essentially telepathically making him write or, I guess, it's, yeah, telepathically.
0: Communicate with is, the
2: telepathically to make him right.
0: This was a good, a good alien.
2: Yeah, that's how. That's when he realized that the aliens are good. He didn't know if they're good or bad before until, and then he, until interaction. They,
0: well, nah. I think it's interesting that it happened in 1997 because that's when my cult was really.
2: Maybe they communicate with both of them, and they both got different messages.
0: Ooh, <laughs> well, Marshall Applewhite would disagree, and I'll tell you why. Marshall
2: forever. Applewhite.
0: Applewhite. I always want to call him Johnny Appleseed for some reason, Marshall but that's Apple not his name.
2: White with the boots, with the fur.
0: With, with the fur. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready to learn about Heaven's Gate?
2: Sure. It sounds like a nice place.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of our listeners probably heard of Heaven's Gate. Yeah. And like, I personally remember what happened because we always had the Today Show on when I was getting ready for school. And I remember waking up and seeing like the news because when this happened, there was, it was media circus. Everybody wanted to know about it. Oh, yeah heaven's gate yeah james do you remember what happened oh yeah yeah i seen like the video of all the people
1: sheets and sneakers and that dude who looks like he was made in an oblivion random character creator yeah weird stuff
0: that's marshall herf applewhite jr (laughs) you guys but yeah i think that i think that most people have probably heard of this cult well
2: let's get into it
3: yeah
0: so Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr., aka Doe, aka Bo, aka Guinea, he had lots of nicknames. Oh, wow! But yeah, Doe was his his cult name. So
2: he was the Eminem of the of Heaven's Gate.
0: He had he was
3: <laughs>
0: he was at the very front of the line, man. He was uh, he was born in Texas in 1931, and he had a very religious upbringing. His father was a, a Presbyterian minister, hmm. and so he was very educated. He served in the U.S. Army, which I thought was very interesting, and he went to seminary, hoping to become a minister himself, but eventually he went on to study music with an emphasis in musical theater. Before he became cult leader, he tried to become a professional singer, but it just didn't work out for him, unfortunately. So he instead became a music professor. Because what's that saying? They say, if you can't do, you teach. Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: I've heard that.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind of like his situation.
2: It's so mean. I know. It's so mean. It's so mean. mean.
0: Mm. But by this time, he was also married to a woman named Anne. They had two little kiddos together. But that all fell apart when he apparently had an affair with one of his male students at the school he was teaching at.
2: Oh, Mm. that'll do it.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. He uh, he was fired from his job at the University of Alabama, and he moved back to Texas to teach there. But he eventually resigned from his position, citing depression and emotional problems, though there were rumors that there might have been another affair going on there.
3: Mm, It's kind of hard to tell.
0: But in 1971, his father passed away, and then Applewhite really spiraled out of control depression-wise. He was in a really bad spot. And I also read in some places that he had a near-death experience. In 1972, and by the way, I got a lot of my information from History.com, CNN, Wikipedia, and a whole bunch of little articles here and there. But, you guys, it was Bonnie Nettles, a.k.a. T, a.k.a. Peep, <laughs> a.k.a. Oh, my gosh.
3: Does everybody
2: it's... have a million
3: names
0: on that? Yes, here? just just Bonnie Nettles and
3: Marshall <laughs> Applewhite. <laughs> okay. Those
0: two, they were they were like peanut butter and jelly. They were the co-cult leaders. But they met in 1972, and uh, Nettles was a nurse, and Mm. they became BFFs talking about religion and theology and all things kind of mystical until they came to this conclusion that they were both divine messengers.
2: Mm, That's that's usually where I go when I start talking about religion. Yep. I'm like, you ever heard of God? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: Bonnie
0: was like, Marshall, I knew I was going to meet you because aliens told me. And Marshall was like, "For real?" And then from then on, out they were
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> "I think that should be the response to every cult." For real,
0: <laughs> they they were they were in it to win it. After that, so in 1973, oh. they hit the road, you guys, and they traveled all over the place, place, <laughs> <laughs>
3: place,
0: <laughs> sharing. Their religious ideas. They had this little pamphlet they would take to churches, and they said that Jesus had been "quote unquote" reincarnated as a Texan. Wonder who that was.
1: <laughs> oh wow!
3: But you know what, guys? <laughs> oh man!
1: I just, all I can picture—I know this is stereotypical. I'm sorry, Texas. It's the same where I am. But all I can imagine is Jesus Himself with like a belt buckle, like a one of those big ones, you know, <laughs> and like uh, truck nuts his
2: yeah. And a t-shirt <laughs> says it's always bigger in.
1: Yeah, it says this, yeah.
0: <laughs> Good Lord. You know, I had a neighbor oh, who had truck nuts hanging off the back of their uh, car. And it
1: uh, was I see them every day. I see them every uh, day. It, really? Oh, I yeah. I have seen
2: them in so long. They're still because,
1: popular.
0: Anyways, but people in these churches they were preaching at obviously weren't convinced of their word, you guys. All they could get was one convert after traveling for quite a while. So, And it was a friend of theirs. And so his name was it, Jerry.
2: Like, <laughs> A.K.A. Rabbit, A.K.A. Hairbow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Well, so so basically, their little travel around the the United States, they didn't really have a very successful cult push, and it was even more unsuccessful, guys. When Applewhite got himself thrown in jail after failing to return a rental car. <laughs> 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 and I read, I read on Wikipedia. <laughs> This was the only place that I could find this, <laughs> but apparently he told the police that he was, quote, divinely authorized to keep the cops.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, wow. so yeah, oh, my
0: gosh. He got himself into some trouble. I'm going to start doing whatever I get in trouble with
2: you. <laughs> I'm divinely authorized to be eating these right
0: now. I'm divinely <laughs> authorized not to wash <laughs> the dishes. That's probably what you'd say. But all this time behind bars you guys it gave apple white enough time to really construct his doctrine for his cult and he <laughs> he was he was eventually released from jail i think he was like in jail for like six months but he and bonnie nettles for were, a car for a car yeah dang. <laughs> yeah that's a long time if you ask me if i read it right Anyway,
2: talk about prison reform yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: dang <laughs> But he and Bonnie Nettles, they reconnected and they restarted traveling around the United States and telling people about, you know, all of their ideas, telling people that earth was going to be visited by aliens who would transport their souls into new bodies because mm-hmm. the human body was nothing but a shell. Mm. It just holds our souls. We're meant for higher purpose. Okay. Um, I read somewhere that actually, I think I read it. I watched it in one of the little videos because... Applewhite had these videos and you can still find them online. Like their recruiting videos. And I think that he said that, uh, that earth was nothing more than a garden to grow souls,
3: Mm. but we're meant Mm. for
0: better things. So he, uh, yeah. And he told everybody that these aliens were going to lift all the members to a higher plane. And it quote unquote, the next level is Mm. what they called it. And you know what you guys, this time around, Applewhite and Nettles actually started to get some followers.
3: Mm-hmm. People were
0: like, you know what? I'm going to buy what you're selling. And so they started having people listen. And they kind of started up this nomadic lifestyle, traveling from place to place. Mostly national forests and stuff was where they'd stay at the very beginning. And they would listen to Doe uh, Do and T's word. Uh-huh. trusted them. So what exactly did the Heaven's Gate group believe?
2: I have no idea. Except for that they could transfer their bodies.
0: Well, yeah. Or souls. The Heaven's Gate cult actually had a lot of different names Mm. over the years. One of them was Total Overcomers Anonymous. Like the other names they had were really long and kind of difficult. And Mm. then it eventually turned into Heaven's Gate, which is what everyone knows of it now. But anyway, in order to ascend to your higher higher being form, Applewhite Nettles told their followers that they had to give up all their worldly attachments. So like friends, family, anything that you really love, all of your materialistic belongings, media, drugs, sex, alcohol, you got to throw out the window. Is You're done with it now mm-hmm. because it's just a distraction. And they also perpetuated the idea that they themselves, apple, white, and nettles, were the only source of truth. Mm. So you can't listen to anything that anybody else is saying. They basically told their followers that none of them would ever receive communication from god or the aliens and so don't even try like we're mm. the only ones who can tell you what's <laughs> going on here you know what i mean
2: oh yeah yeah that, that doesn't throw up a red flag right there that's for sure well
0: yeah. they also they didn't they didn't want any of the members talking to one another like they didn't want friendships to kind of form so that like you know you and i start talking like oh you know this is what doe says well wait a minute you do you really believe that no, I don't think so. And then next thing you know, there are fractures within the group. So they mm. did not they did not want people to be friendly with one another, really.
2: They were unconfident with their their 10-person group.
0: They're, well, it was more like 20 people at first. Wow. Uh, but Applewhite was looking for quality over quantity when it came to their group members because they obviously didn't want to bring someone in that was going to break everything up. Over the years, several hundred people came and went. So they had a lot of people. I think mm. at their peak, they had like 80 members at a time. But in a lot, I thought this oh. was surprising. A lot of their people either worked with computers, mm. and then some of them were car mechanics,
3: which hmm.
0: kind of took me aback.
3: Yeah. There's is... a reason
0: I don't picture a car mechanic being a part of this type of cult.
2: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: Maybe, maybe they're like particular fumes back then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> Leaking out of the cars.
0: Well, at one point, and I read this on Wikipedia, at one point, they apparently told all their followers that the spaceship was going to come for a visit. And so they all gathered at this little national forest in Wyoming. And then obviously the spaceship never came. And so they had to tell everybody that the trip was canceled. (laughs) The alien trip was canceled. (laughs) So I think that at this point, this is when they started to kind of lose followers because people came and went. So I think that there, there was like that peaked for a little bit and then it went way down. You know,
2: it makes you think like what did they think was going to happen in that moment?
0: Well, you know, yeah. part of me, I actually do think that they legitimately believed everything too. that they were saying.
2: Yeah, I think. Because- oh, yeah. I think you yeah. have to if you if, think- if you go to that step at it, right? Yeah,
1: I think there's two kinds of cult leaders. There's exploitative cult leaders, which is the vast majority, and then you have delusional cult leaders who really they drink their own Kool Aid, as it were. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think that that's kind of kind of the situation here. So what was it like living with old Marshall Applewhite, you guys?
1: Like some Apparently lots of canceled field trips. (laughs) Lots of canceled field trips.
0: Apparently at one time he also had all of his followers go outside just like for a night and like they just stayed outside for a night.
2: Oh, it's called camping.
0: He wanted to see how devoted they were. So he said, go outside the house. And then everybody went out in the backyard and then
3: just waited.
1: Well, now I can see why he was, Like, so good at it. Yeah, I mean, that's not that hard. It's not like he's asking people to cut their hands off. It's like, oh, we got to go camping? Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, he he was said to be laid back and fatherly. And apparently he would watch sci-fi TV shows with his followers because he was really into sci-fi. Not
1: shocking. (laughs) (laughs) And he would
0: also, he kind of had this weird grip on everybody because he gave them the illusion of choice. Like, he would tell them, you're allowed to make your own decisions you can do what you want to do he would tell he would tell them they were quote unquote free to disobey
1: uh, well that's paramount to all cults the illusion yes. of choice i'm glad you used that turn of phrase that is an a fundamental part of all cults
0: yeah and james when we get to you i want you to tell a, a little bit about why people join cults can do if you could sure but applewhite he um he just had this power over everybody everybody wanted his approval nobody wanted to disappoint him because he was you know the source of truth to all these people he was literally according to applewhite the only way to salvation so everybody really they had no choice like this is what we have to do this is what they thought so let's jump ahead to 1985 bonnie nettles you guys she passed away from cancer i think And this threw Applewhite into a tailspin because while they were were partners, they weren't sexual partners, but they were like, I guess, cosmic partners. I don't know.
3: Mm, Sure.
0: After her death, the cult kind of shifted a little bit and Applewhite started to get really paranoid that an outsider would infiltrate the group. And so he started to get a little bit more disciplined with how he told everybody like what to do. Like, and he... He also had this marriage ceremony where he symbolically married his followers to kind of show them, hey, I'm devoted to you. Don't leave. Because mm-hmm. when she died, it's like he told everybody, oh, you know, we're we're all going to ascend to this spaceship together. And then one of the leaders dies. So and he also started to question <laughs> things himself. He was like, how could this happen? But he ended up telling everybody that she had she was meant for a greater purpose sooner and she had already ascended. Like she was on a higher level than everybody just to begin with. Mm-hmm. So she got to journey first or something like that. So at, at some point the group became a little less nomadic. Uh, and I saw some different years on when this happened, but they eventually moved into some houses together. and They were big houses. The last one, which is the, the notable one that everyone knows about. It was in Rancho Rancho, 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 Santa Fe, California. Oh. It was it was big. It was like a mansion. It was nine thousand square feet.
2: Oh. Wow.
0: Can you imagine living in a house with this cult?
2: Nine thousand square feet? Sure.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean that sounds pretty fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the members they again they were not (laughs) encouraged (laughs) Well, yeah, I'll tell you what you're drinking,
1: but
0: they they were not encouraged to be friends with one another. But Hmm. their schedules did become more regimented when they moved into the house together. So they like covered up all the windows and stuff and they kind of pretended that their house was their spacecraft and stuff like that. And at some point they all started wearing this little uniform and wearing similar hairstyles to kind of like I guess show unity amongst the entire group. And Apple White and several other members also voluntarily underwent a castration operation. Oh. Yeah, because their new bodies would be genderless. And Applewhite was like, sex makes you slave to your body. So he told everybody, men at least, to just chop it off.
1: Couldn't for we just minute. stay so outside for a, a night? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, only, I think it was like only like eight people followed his mm. example. Mm. The, the
2: suicide at the end it makes more sense now. Yeah. yeah. But,
1: <laughs> really?
0: Let's fast forward to the 90s. Do you guys remember when the Hale-Bopp comet flew past Earth in 1997?
2: Yep. Mm, I remember the moment.
0: You remember the moment you looked up in the sky and said, Oh, look, look, mommy mm. and daddy.
2: Look, it's Hale-bop.
0: It's Hale-bop. <laughs> but this, you guys, was the moment that Heaven's Gate had been waiting for. Mm. The spaceship that was going to elevate the souls of the cult members was flying behind the comet.
2: Oh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So
0: Applewhite was under the impression that Nettles was already on the spaceship and she was coming back for everybody. So they planned the mass suicide that everyone knows about
3: Mm.
0: when it comes to this cult. So beginning on March 22nd, 1997, Apple whiteness followers. It's 21 women and 18 men. They all dressed up in their little black uniforms with their Nike sneakers. And they put some of their money and their ID in a little bag next to their beds. They mixed up some pudding, applesauce, and they laced it with phenobarbital and vodka. And then they put a plastic bag over their head mm, fun. and a little purple shroud over the top half of their body. And that was it. That was mm. the mass suicide. And apparently they did it in shifts, I guess, to make sure that the other people had ascended, you know, mm. safely or whatever. And then I think that it said that Applewhite was like one of the fourth, the fourth ones from the end to, to die.
3: Mm.
0: But on March 26, police showed up to the mansion and found 30, 39 bodies. And Rio D'Angelo, he's a member of the group. He was actually the first person to find the bodies. And he had, I guess, thought to himself, like, I'm not meant to be a part of this. There's more for me to do here on Earth. And so he opted out of everything that was happening. He kind of knew what they had planned, but he didn't know for sure.
2: He knew. He ran away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But after everyone had committed suicide, he got a package in the mail that they'd obviously sent before they had exited their vehicles, as they said in the package. Hmm. And he went and he found him. They left the back door unlocked. But one note on D'Angelo, though, as of 2011, he still believes in all of the Heaven's Gate doctrine. So he might still believe it now. I have no idea. I don't know where he is. But hmm. as of back then, he still was doing interviews saying, yes, I still believe everything they were saying. All of my friends, you know, they've ascended. And there are, there are other members who still believe in all of this, too. Yeah, they uh they run the Heaven's Gate website, which, if you visit it, it feels like you're stepping back in time, mm. just like the uh the one that Alex my just showed website, us.
2: My beautiful uh angels dash heaven dot Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, the Heaven's Gate members obviously haven't disco- discovered Squarespace yet. Mm. Their <laughs> website's pretty far back.
1: Yeah. Speaking but, of the angels, people though, uh, those were totally Pleiadians, right? Looking at the, the, the angels. 100% looks like him. Definitely. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page on that one.
2: I mean, they definitely look like him.
1: Sorry, CC, Keep going.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. But there are some arguments over whether Applewhite brainwashed his followers. Because <laughs> this is a com- a common tactic used to maintain followers in a cult. But there's a lot of debate that his followers weren't actually brainwashed. But they were just so ready to believe his narrative. Hmm. Uh, these are you know these people and if you watch because there are a lot of videos before they did the mass suicide they recorded videos where they just kind of you know talked about what they were doing and a lot of them thanked apple white for his guidance and all that stuff but it's like just seeing these people it's kind of sad to see them because i don't know they they look like they're just you know they're so excited for this
3: yeah and
0: they really really believe in it but they uh they could leave whenever they wanted. So they were just basically really dependent on Applewhite. They just really wanted his approval.
1: Hmm. They really
0: believed what he was telling. So, um, yeah, I think that they were just so far removed from society that it's like, where, where would they go? Yeah. So they found this, you know, this group that accepted them for who Mm. they were and Hmm. they were ready.
3: So, yeah. Mm Okay. Yeah. Also
0: uh, just one last little note. If you want to find some of the Nike shoes that they were, oh wearing. my god! Uh, there was a pair that was on sale a couple of years ago for six
3: thousand six hundred dollars. For one yeah. old pair,
0: I don't know. I think that it was just the same type. Uh. Get this,
2: Heaven's Gate shoe. <laughs> well,
0: they were actually—it's a very sleek sneaker. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, it is. It's a nice black sneaker with a little I, white. I can't wait swoosh. to buy a
2: pair for each of you.
0: <laughs> well, you can't find them anymore because Nike discontinued them oh, immediately after why. the Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Situation, but apparently they bought them all—all all the pairs that they got for like ten dollars at a at a store hmm.
2: before yeah. they did it. So, so Nike had already quit making them; they're on discount. I don't know,
0: maybe. So, you guys, that is the heaven's gate.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I am.
0: I <sighs> um, I know That's nuts, James.
1: Yeah. Um, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Nixium or NXIVM, as most people know it. Um, but to to preface that story, let me just start by mentioning like why people join cults because you know we've we've kind of laughed at these uh some of the antics these cults have gotten up to but really it's a a lot easier than people realize to wind up in a cult a lot of people are raised for example in cults and additionally people who do join they tend to actually be above average intelligence middle to upper middle class um usually their needs are met they're 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 basic needs. They're not worried about where they're going to find food. They're not worried about uh, their job. They're not worried about money. And as a result, what happens when people's basic needs are met, they start wondering about other needs. They start wanting to be emotionally or spiritually fulfilled. They start asking questions. And it's during these periods that people are often vulnerable to the idea, the, the suggestion of joining a group, uh, looking for you put it really well earlier, uh, Cece. Acceptance—that's that's a huge yep. aspect of that. Camaraderie and acceptance is why people join most groups in general, including uh, many yep. organized religions. Cults just take that uh, that desire, and they exploit it. And uh, I find it odd and almost paradoxical the way illusion of choice works it, it functions really similarly to are you guys familiar with the gambler's fallacy
0: uh yes
1: yeah well for, for those of you listening the gambler's fallacy is the notion that uh let's say you go play blackjack and you put down 50 on that hand and you lose then mm-hmm. you think well that means i'm more likely to win the next hand and you lose huh, right and you lose yep and you lose and after about 12 hands you're deeper in debt and I can win it back because I've lost 15 hands. I'm I'm bound to win, win eventually. Well, the odds mm-hmm. for each hand are the same as when you first walked up to the table. There's no difference. Same thing with coin toss. It's a 50, 50 chance every time. So if you right. if you toss a coin 86 times and it lands on heads every single time, yeah, that's, that's crazy. But the next toss Still a 50-50 chance it's going to land on heads. It's not gotten any lower. And that's sort of how that illusion of choice works with cults, is a lot of times people will start off with complete and utter freedom, and slowly the things that they're allowed to do just get eroded and degraded and debrided. And by the time they start having doubts, if any, emerge at all, they've already given up too much to want to leave. And that's a great example with the people who've survived. Like, for example, the fellow who lived through Heaven's Gate. What are the odds that he would ever conclude that, you know what? Looking back, that was kind of nuts. No, pr- uh, he, he, he's not going to make that conclusion because he's already lost too much. Uh, it, it works yeah. hand in hand with the Gambler's Fallacy. Anyway, huh. on to Nixium. Nixium is fascinating to me because cults are often compared to businesses but very rarely are businesses compared to cults. And mm. Nixium is kind of this amazing hybrid between the two. It's a multi level marketing company, but it's also a cult. And it seems to have been created that way from the outset. Um, Keith Ranier, Nancy Salzman, her daughter, Lauren Salzman, and the heiress for Seagram <laughs> no joke Seagram, <laughs> the Canadian conglomerate, uh, <laughs> most notably for whiskey. The heiress to that, they all got together, and they created a multi-level marketing company. And Keith Rainier was hmm. the the head honcho of the whole thing. He's also known as this. I mean, they all had creepy nicknames, and they had sashes to go with their nicknames. He had a colorless sash because he was beyond color, but he was called Vanguard, and
3: Vanguard, <laughs>
1: Vanguard, yeah. And even the name of like the little cult that he started, it's it's Nixium. It's an, an an acronym for no joke, master of obedient female companions. So oh. yeah, the name alone—it's like this. This is some like creepy band on Pornhub level weirdness. Just the name alone is shady as all get out. So yeah. he creates this business in Albany, New York. They start doing just, you know, sort of self-help things, really just a pyramid scheme. Like you, you agree to pay a certain amount of money and they give you seminars and all these other, you know, little self-help things in order to, you know, increase your, your productivity. But something unique would happen with women who would sign up. They would, they would be invited to join, you know, little self-help seminars that are a little different from the mainstream. And a lot of those, uh, yeah, exactly. And they tended to turn into sort of a a sexual angle. And eventually, you know, over time, just like with any other cult, uh, the women who joined would slowly begin to lose certain rights and privileges to a point that they became literal slaves. I mean, that's what Keith Rainier called them. Nancy Salzman's daughter had slaves. Nancy Salzman had slaves. The heiress oh, no. to Seagram had slaves. And they would even have, you know, their more private seminars, their more private little get togethers. They would have, you know, just a slew of, of naked women, you know, serving food and drinks and just sitting on the floor, you know, while he would speak to these people. I, I mean, it's bizarre. Like I think about like the, the little meditation retreats that like Google executives go on. Like mm-hmm. take that and mix it with some kind of weird S and M party, and you've got Nixium. And no. yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I mean, it, it's wild. They actually uh, sponsored uh, the Dalai Lama's visit in 2009 to Albany, <laughs> New York.
3: What? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, here's the thing though, because uh, it, the the visit got canceled because you know negative press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, because at, around this time, even, even I mean, this was two thousand nine. There was some stuff going around. There was there were rumors like, hey, this this guy he says he's a coach, but he's preying on young people, and he's doing a lot of weird gambling things, and he's doing a lot of weird sexual things, and ultimately. I mean, when they did peg him for for charges, it was wire fraud, forced labor, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and child pornography. And in fact, his first slave was his slave at the age of 15. So, yeah, yeah, this guy is a legit monster. And, you know, nobody talks as much about Nancy Salzman and her daughter Lauren, but they're just as as wicked and monstrous. They kept slaves. And the most famous case, though. Easily uh, dealing with this is, and you all been waiting for it, Allison mm-hmm. Mack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She joined pretty dang early. Um, she definitely was brainwashed. I mean, I will say that the only three people that I absolutely, well, four people, I'm, I'm very suspicious of Claire Braun from Braunman from Seagram as well. But yeah, Claire, uh, Nancy Saltzman, her daughter Lauren, and of course the the head honcho Keith Rainier these are the only four people who definitely weren't indoctrinated. This was not, you know, drinking your own Kool-Aid. These four people wanted to make a lot of money and they wanted to do a lot of wicked things and they got exactly what they wanted. Um, But Alison Mack, on the other hand, she became kind of like the top slave of the group, you know, to, I don't know if I'm allowed to use this word, but you know, to, to use South Park's parlance, you know, the bottom bitch. She was she was second in command of everything involving the slaves because she was a slave. And she was a she, big recruiter, wasn't she? Oh, big. That's what that's really what she did. She was the one who went out and got other women to join. And she actually in, took part in the ritual where they would brand uh the women's genitals with Keith Rainier's initials or no. sometimes the symbol for Nixium. Yeah. That's probably the most famous thing about the cult really. And there's not a whole lot else to say about it other than the fact that charges have obviously been filed <laughs> against these people.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But what, what shocks me the most about it is, you know, there are, I'm not trying to turn this into a PSA or anything, but there are more slaves right now than there have been in any other period in history. Many of them are women and it's taking place all over the world. And a lot of the big hubs are in Western countries like ours. And, the this The fact that there's a high profile Hollywood level deal going on with this cult, it shouldn't surprise anybody, and it shouldn't nobody sh- nobody if you're listening, nobody should conclude that this is the only one of these kinds of cults that exists. Uh, I mean, even the organization, they just moved from Albany, New York to Brooklyn, and they're 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 still maintaining their website, they're still maintaining their innocence. There's organizations like this all over the country. This is commonplace. And I guarantee you there's some star-studded names associated with some of those cults, too. And that brings me to the last thing I'm going to talk about, and it's the most conspiratorial. This is probably the weirdest thing I've talked about ever. Um, This is the most speculative thing I've talked about ever. And Hmm. it ties in loosely with this this topic, and that is John of God. And the reason why this is going to sound crazy is... This has mm. been scrubbed from the internet, this connection. But uh, this fella down in Brazil, he's a medium and psychic surgeon named Howde uh, Deus or John of God. and he he was just a big deal. He was on Oprah, like several times, where they would talk about, you know, John of god, he he magically makes people with cancer better. A lot of celebrities came out in support of this guy. And then it came out that, You know, well, one, psychic surgery is not real. James Randi helped debunk him. That's a name that I pander around a a lot uh, on this show. Uh, Sexual abuse, rape, pedophilia, more than 200 women. And then, you know, Oprah distanced herself from him after that. Now, here's the speculative part. I distinctly remember a mass shooter having been a member of John of God's cult. And I distinctly remember... The father of Keith Rainier being part of John of God's cult, and now you can't find anything about it. There is a connection between Nixium and John of God, but it doesn't exist on the internet anymore. I found lots of evidence for this months ago, and now it's gone. So I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with that. That's that's just my crazy tinfoil hat rant of you know. But Mandela's. but really, there's a connection between John of God uh the guy who shot up the garlic festival probably a few other shooters and definitely Nixium.
3: Ooh. Yeah,
1: so they were in some ways it's like two cults working together and and like I said Nixium worked more like a business than a cult. It was like a corporate cult where you would have seminars during the day and then you would, you know, whip women and brand them at night. It was a very strange thing. John of God's cult is similar except it was more, you know, about healing people using sleight of hand. But they the two are related.
3: Huh.
0: I I don't like any of this. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, don't like yeah. any of this.
1: Yeah. And
0: and all of the stuff with John of God, that's all your own personal speculation. Yeah,
1: this is uh, I mean, I had sources, but they are gone now. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like Alex Jones or anything, but, you know, they, they scrubbed the sources. We don't have them anymore. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, mm,
0: I don't. I don't like any of this. That that's scary. Yeah, mm. and to, like I mean, it's not surprising that there would be other similar things going on out there. Oh
3: yeah, definitely. <sighs> oh,
0: Jesus, James, you're right. You did. You ended this podcast on a scary note.
2: Yeah. Mm. Way to go, James. <laughs> you we we achieved our dream of being tuna. Yeah, bean tuna. Here we
0: go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, is it time to pick our episode for next week? Yeah.
2: Well, sure. Why don't you?
0: All right, let me go get the, the base.
3: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> draw one and I'll read it, Alex. I'm
2: drawing. I'm if I can get them to quit sticking together. All,
0: All right, right, you guys. Next week, we are talking about <gasps> Skinwalkers. Ooh. Is it just C- cyanocephaly? Okay.
1: Is that how you say it, James? Um, ah, uh, shoot, uh, chinocephaly.
0: Chinocephaly and the Loch Ness monster.
1: Ooh, Loch Ness. so we got a
0: cryptid episode next
3: week. Nice. Woop,
0: woop, 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 woop. All right, you guys. Remember, if you have any topic suggestions for us, send them to us at 13thfloorpodcast.gmail.com at Gmail or you can send them to me on Instagram and James on Facebook. So, you guys, is there anything else you want to uh, to touch up on before we leave the podcast for the day? Mm.
2: Don't join a cult. Yeah, don't join a cult.
1: And don't take rides from strangers.
0: Don't take rides from strangers. If it doesn't feel right in your gut, it's probably not right.
2: Hey, good news. All this isolation with everybody, no one's going to be joining a
3: cult. That's mm. true. All stuck inside.
0: That's true. You guys, until next time, we hope that you can... Keep, Keep it straight. straight.